Hello, hello. Welcome to another beautiful, sunny episode of the Island Shuffle. I'm your host, Bean. I'm your host, James. And together, what we do on this grand old Opry is we sing about our favorite television show, Lost. Oh, won't you come see my favorite show, Lost? It has all your favorite characters. There's Hurley, Jack, and Sawyer, and Kate, and Charlie, and Desmond, and Son, and Jin, and Ben, and Juliet, and Frank, and... uh, So we're working on it. We're working on it. Uh, We'll get there at the end. Uh, The the ultimate goal of this podcast is to be able to list all the characters in a fun song. Yeah, totally. Every single character that has ever been named on the show. I just want the good ones. Uh yeah, that's Michael fair. won't make it into the song. Michael won't make it. Um, should Aaron make it then? Yeah, I like Aaron. All right. Um, Frank definitely makes it. Frank, Frank is the makes first. It. Who's um? But well, Sawyer's the first. That girl that Faraday likes, she doesn't make it. Yeah, Charlotte doesn't make it. Charlotte doesn't make it. Um, and yeah. it's not her fault. It's the writer's fault. Yeah, ah, we'll get into it later. She isn't even in this episode. She isn't even in this episode. What are we talking about? Neither is Michael. Neither is Michael Ma- Faraday. Maybe you know who th- is in this episode? Who? All of your favorites. All your faves. You got Jack and Sawyer and Kate, Kate and Hurley and, and Frank <laughs> and Ben and, and Son and Jen and Side and Side and Ben. All young Lapidus. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> you got Lapidus. You got Lapidus. Uh, hey, if you've got Lapidus. Good news, because you're probably watching the show Lost. Yeah. Uh, this episode is season five, episode nine. It's called Namaste. And guess what? It's not focused on anybody. No, it's a it's a multifaceted approach here mm-hmm. rather than the old single facet. Yeah. Um, and you know what? It's not bad. Honestly, I love a good multifaceted show. And I also love a good multifaceted show, and <laughs> so that yes. so that I know that these characters are able to wash their hands wherever they go, uh, wherever they have hands, wherever they ha- wherever they bring wherever their little hands. You have a, f- a faucet up near your head, mm-hmm. the shower. Yeah. Um, you have a faucet down near your feet, the bathtub thing. Mm-hmm. You have a faucet in the middle. Hands. You might, you might have a faucet sticking out the side of your house, and you might think, "Who's the?" whacked out surrealist who drew this no my friend that's where the garden hose goes 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 that's if i ever form a steely dan ass like yacht rock band the first single chorus is going to be that's where the garden hose i don't goes. know if i've ever heard the term yacht rock but i like it it applies to steely dan and uh probably other bands too but i only know steely dan i like that i, I get I'll, you know what steely dan that's all i need they, they did it yacht rock they did it and they did great uh (laughs) this is now a steely dan appreciation podcast and uh no it's not sorry for the lie it's still a lost uh, podcast so so we're doing season five episode nine namaste yep uh let's start There's two things going on there's two things going on and one of them is significantly more than the other yeah so do you want to start with the less good one or the yeah totally let's do the less good one get it out of the way and then we can have some fun and because it is how the episode actually starts yeah so it's good so what we they're on a plane they're on a plane and you might think what is this the pilot were they what is this the premise of the show they're crashing on a plane no 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 my friend this ain't this ain't the iconic oceanic 815 this is a different one. <laughs> it's a different flight. It's they're going back to the island, though. They're going back to the island. They're so uh, the people who left the island have been off the island. Yes. The Oceanic Six. Yes. 
And now they're coming back. Correct. They're coming back by way of a plane. They don't know exactly how this plane is going to get there, but they have a sense. And it crashes. It there. sure does crash. Uh, we get a funny scene of like shots of everybody in the plane, and it's all the people you like. It's a much less populated plane than Planet uh-huh. 15 was. There's like I think like five other like non characters on this plane, uh-huh. and it's like dead ass empty. Um, and Frank is chatting with the co-pilot. Also, Frank is piloting the plane. Frank by is the, the way. pilot. He's That's, a damn good pilot. He's a, he's the one thing about Frank that you gotta know. He loves to fly any aerial mechanism. Anything. He's a non-denominational pilot. He loves. First, we see him doing private helicopter stuff, and mm-hmm. now it's a chartered like flight he's with a, a giant Airbus. He's a man of many of one particular talent. Yeah, totally. Um, and you know what? He's flying the plane and his co-pilot is like, hey, you see who's on this flight? It's those guys that came back from that plane crash. Like all of them are on this flight. That's pretty weird, huh? Well, I guess they, I guess they, guess a uh, good thing I don't believe in curses, huh? Rumble, rumble, rumble. And that's when the plane decides <laughs> to crash. when the plane decides to crash. And it's nighttime at the time. And then you, and then as it's crashing, you get the classic like starts to fade into desaturated white that you get when t- to signify time shit is happening. Oh yeah. Uh, and then suddenly it's daytime. It's daytime and they're crashing into it's, the island. They're crashing and into the island. And Frank like, does a funny crash landing. Frank does a really funny crash landing, and we get to see just how good of a pilot he is. He crash lands, and he does so well that the tree that goes into the like window of the cockpit mm-hmm. only hits his co-pilot. Yes, it only hits the co-pilot. Spears and murders him. Pretty much everybody else seems to survive this flight except the co-pilot. Yeah, uh, and, and except some people don't make it off the plane. Who doesn't make it off the plane? Or they don't walk off the plane. Right. Yes. Who? Um, a select cast of Jack. Oh. Kate. Yes. Hurley. And Saeed. Saeed. They do not make it off the plane because they instead get warped back to 1977. They go back in time somehow. They go back in time somehow. We don't know how. Uh, nobody knows how. Maybe we'll find out someday. No, I we won't. don't think <laughs> we, we will. will. Never no, find we out. definitely won't. So while the plane is crashing, half or basically all the best characters on the plane mm. go back in time. Mm-hmm. And who is left we is essentially like five randos that yeah. nobody likes. Yeah. And Sun, Sun and Ben and, and Ben and of course and Lapidus yeah and Lapidus and so uh, when they're when they're initially gathering themselves after the crash by the way I also want to mention that uh, like Frank doesn't just crash the plane he lands the plane on a runway oh totally yeah he doesn't so like you know how like eight fifteen like tore apart and there's just like wreckage everywhere the plane's fine the plane's well there's like a hole in it it's a little banged up but it's intact this is <laughs> the weird thing because later on we will see they like want to use that plane to get off the island but it's like there's a hole in the front of the plane it mm-hmm. won't work they yeah. can't that was a bad plan it's not a good pl- it's not a good plan and it's not a good plane no, uh it's not a good plane but it is a much better plane than uh 815 post crash at least mm-hmm. imagine putting that one together humpty dumpty they got a shit. whole plane yeah um so they're got they're kind of making sense and like just in this as I compared this to season one, where you have like, oh my gosh, it's this magnificent beach, but there's wreckage strewn everywhere, yeah. panning shots of like th- the survivors gathering things and luggage, 
and a character we don't really know that well but are going to yeah. meets a very prominent character meets just a rando and they're sitting around a like a tableau painted here it's just like it's 10 just like dudes some shitty beach some, some shitty beach 10 dudes nothing uh, visually pleasing no, nothing visually yeah. pleasing frank goes out and is like bleeding and he's just like all right guys uh, we just gotta hang tight, wait, wait for rescue to come, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Then some people back talk him, but you don't care about the people because they're losers yeah. who aren't even in the show, some, really. Yeah, some randos are just like, we should go f- investigate those weird buildings over there. And Frank's like, I don't know about that, guys. And while he's talking, Ben, like, sulks off. He just leaves, and, and then, then Sun leaves, too. Sun leaves, too. Because it's not interesting. It's not interesting. They're just bored. And then the cameramen leave. They're like, <laughs> this is way more interesting. I'm not hanging out on this beach. Last time I'm playing Crash here, it was dope as shit for, like, 18 weeks on the beach. <laughs> here we got four minutes, and then we are bored out of our minds, and we have to go wander in the jungle. <laughs> I mean, I hate to admit it, but it's true. Yeah. That's what's going through the cameraman's head. Yeah. Um, so, Sun is following Ben, but Ben's really following Sun, and they meet in the jungle, and uh, Ben J- Sun's like, I have to find Jin. I don't know where Jin went. Um, I was told Jin was on the island, and i got to find him. And Ben's like, well, I've got it. There's a boat over there, and I'm going to take it back to the main island. Oh, by the way, they landed on the smaller island. They landed uh-huh. on the Hydra with island. The cages with, with, with the, the animal cages and the yeah. aquarium and shit. So they're not on the main island. So Ben wants to take a boat, go to the real island. Son's like, well, if there's a chance that Jin's there, I got to take it. Frank catches up to them. So now there's just no oh, one. Oh, there's no one there. Frank left. So there's no one taking care of these Frank's randos. like, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? And they're like, we're leaving. And and he's like, can you really trust this guy? He's a bozo. And the son's like, I guess I got to. I guess I got no choice. Got to trust Ben. And they go out to the island. They go out to the boats, rather. And while Ben is kind of rambling about, like, hey, well, listen, we got resources over there. So from a survival perspective, this is good. While Ben's rambling, Sun conks him with an oar. It's cool. And it's cool to see. She concusses him. She knocks him out. Just knocks him out stone cold. And Frank Frank does a cool little, I thought you said you trusted him. And Sun gives a little. I lied. Yeah. It's cool when they give Sun something to do. Uh, totally yeah. exactly because they never do mm-hmm. she always through the whole series she's like mm-hmm. look after this shitty dog look after walt remember play with some plants make a garden remember don't talk to anyone remember when she came back to like the real world and then bought a she controlling chair in her father's company oh that was, was so sick and it was all imp- like building up to like oh son's changed now son's ruthless now yeah and like this is that I, and i think this is as this is her being like more conniving exactly more like uh, taking life by the reins yes. and really riding the horse of life. Honestly, when you're riding the horse of life, it takes you some wacky places. Life is a horse and sometimes you got to make glue. You got uh what does that mean doing what did, what are you doing to life? You're melting down <laughs> your own life <laughs> to create glue because you have two little pieces of life that you want to bind together to create one life. Oh, sunrise, sunset. Sunrise, sunset. That's exactly it. Sun, life, financial. 
don't talk to me about Sun Life Financial. Really? Did they screw you? Uh, next scene <laughs> <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> I'm so intrigued. Uh, ben and... Sorry, not Ben. Sun and Frank have made it to the mainland, and they're in the yellow barracks. They're uh-huh. there, and it's nighttime, and it's super run down and spooky and haunted. And they're like, ooh, I don't think we're going to... I'm scared, son. I don't think we're going to find your this husband here. scary. And then who, and then a light goes on, and it's like, oh, it's so scary here. I'm scared I'm going to pee my pants. Um, <laughs> yes. That is exactly what happens. Uh, the next thing that happens is the door opens, and who comes out? Jack's dad. Jack's dad. Christian. Christian. The old alcoholic. The old alcoholic doctor. who uh, got beat up by his son a few episodes ago. Yeah, Jack thought that his dad was sleeping with his wife. It was a whole thing. So he beat his dad up in the middle of an Alcoholics Anonymous <laughs> meeting. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. What a faux pas. Wouldn't that be crazy if you were in an AA meeting? <laughs> and then <laughs> this guy that you barely knew who was just telling stories about his all his boozy nights, his son came in and they were both doctors and the son went you're sleeping with my wife and then kicked the shit out of the dad and then the cops had to come and then i mean everyone in that meeting started drinking again that day i think so (laughs) i think that's a bad environment for an aa meeting totally you can't have that sort of high stress like it no, d- it's really a place scary. There's blood everywhere. It's, and a, pl- needs it's to, like, a place free of judgment. Yeah. You're supposed to be able to You're just like feel scared safe. for your life yeah. now. What the hell? Everyone's yeah. like, oh, well, I'm, I'm not sleeping with my son's wife, but I've done things. <laughs> well, I've done a thing or two. What <laughs> When's if my, my what son going to son bursting me? into this AA yeah. meeting? <laughs> my son's uh. not a doctor, but he's a mechanic, and <laughs> he could probably throw a mean punch. You're sleeping with my car, aren't you? Yeah, you're sleeping in my car. Aren't you? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it was embarrassing. Yeah, and so all so that to say that that dad is dead now. That dad is dead now, and so one way you cope with that kind of trauma is you get manifested as the yeah, smoke you re- monster. You repurpose the body. You repurpose the body, and you uh, help son find some stuff out. Yeah. So, so they go into this crazy, weird, dark room that's like all jammed up, and it's it lo- it's been abandoned for a long time. It looks like someone left in a hurry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's full of all these pictures. Mm-hmm. And Jack's dad is like, "Oh, you want to know where your husband is, eh? Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry, he's with your friends." Yeah. She's like, what are you talking about? And then he shows them a picture, and it's like the Dharma recruits of 1977. Mm -hmm. He says, they're back in time, baby. (laughs) It's a really funny reveal. It's It's sort of cool. I like that. It's kind of dope, and it's really funny. It is, like, appropriately corny. And and the whole, like, ooh, it's a haunted, spooky house. No reason for that. No reason for that, but it does make it, like, it does make it more fun. Totally, yeah. Uh, uh, It's... So that so that plot is like mostly nothing, but That's, you do get yeah. that fun reveal at the end. That's all there is. Basically, what they did is they took all of the characters that are less interesting mm-hmm. or have less to do with in terms of driving a plot forward, mm-hmm. and placed them all in the modern day. And they took all of the like real powerhouse characters. Mm-hmm. And put them in the back-in-time world. And you feel that as soon as we get to that first back-in-time scene. Yeah. Where uh, we have uh, Jack, Hurley, Kate meeting up with Sawyer by the cliffside. Yeah. And Sawyer's like, oh, my God, you guys are back. 
so Hurley's like, I can't believe you're alive. Everybody's like giving each other hugs. They haven't seen each other in three years. They can't believe it. And it's just like, oh, they're all friends. What a history we have here. Uh-huh. There's like a real emotional. It's yeah. really funny because there's so much more emotion with them than there is with the people who are like, we just crashed on a plane. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, these guys have met each other three years and back in time, and it's like, oh my god, yeah. these guys are it's really heartfelt, friends. and it's even like beautiful too. They're yeah. on the cliffside, and yeah. there's like a green meadow, and yeah. they have a VW uh, van. Yeah, they're all like wearing their like like Jack's in a suit. Hurley's in Hurley's like I think still has his like guitar case. Yeah, um, it's just like a very it's it's a striking enough scene that I'm like, damn, that's some good lost shit. It's cool, yeah. Uh, and then uh. So basically, they're like, well, where's the rest of the passengers on the flight we came here on? And Sawyer's like, you guys came here on a flight? On a plane? That was weird that we didn't see anything. Well, listen, we got some news for you. It's 1977, and we've been in the Dharma Initiative for three years. What What the heck? What What the heck? What the freaking heck? And so what ends up happening, more or less, is... Uh, they're like, well, here's who's, so a couple things come out, come out of this. First thing that happens is they kind of list off all the people. They were like, well, Ben was on the flight. Saeed was on the flight. Sun was on the flight. And as soon as Jin hears that Sun was on the flight, he's like, Sun was on the flight, hops in the Jeep and says like, I got to go see Radzinski about this. Uh, and so he does that. And then the other couple things that happen out of that, uh, main scene is that, uh, well, actually I think that's the main one. Yeah. That's the main one. Basically Sawyer's like, okay, Jin's off doing that. I'm going to go try to sort something out. You guys wait here. Wait here for me. Uh, so Jin goes to meet Radzinski in the <laughs> flame station. We've met Radzinski a couple times. He's a dick who sucks. He's a nerd. He's a real jerk and a meanie, and I don't like him very much. Uh-huh. And nobody does. He spends most of season five just bossing everybody around, and yeah. he's a boss man. He's cool. But he's also the primary architect behind the swan, which is where the button is pushed all the time. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, he, we actually see him building the model for that uh, very station. Uh, in this episode when we first meet him. But anyways, Jin, wa- Jin, Jin runs in. Uh-huh. And Radzinski's like, hey, you, what do you don't knock? Hey, what are you doing? Get all, get your hands, get your grubby bits off all get my all, equipment. Yeah. Uh, I'm sick of this. And Jin's like, did a plane land recently? And without without explaining anything. Uh-huh. And Radzinski's like, a plane? What the heck? You think I just, I'm, I pro- I would have known if there's a plane landing. And Jin is just, like, not taking any of his bullshit, grabs him, holds him against the wall, says, listen. Oh, yeah. Check with all the stations and make sure that there's no plane And that's that a weird scene. It's that's a not weird a good scene. scene. It's not great. Because it's not, like, I understand why Jin would have those emotions. Mm-hmm. But it's such an absurd way to ask on them. It's and raises so much suspicion that then is just forgotten immediately. It's the thing about Sun and Jin being separated is twofold. And it's the fact that these characters are so... Like them being apart. They're so give, codependent. They're so codependent. And all of their flashbacks happen together. All their flashbacks happen together. And them being split up gives them a chance to grow for a second. Like yeah. Sun gets to be like, oh, well, now I'm cutthroat and now I'm doing yeah. whatever it takes. 
and Jin gets to kind of like I don't think Jin really does much, but Jin now still I know to, English. Jin get Jin gets to learn English, I guess. And then as soon as there's even like a whiff of like, oh, Jin's alive, oh, Sun's alive, that's all just yeah, thrown out the window, they and become they become boring. they become tunnel visioned into like totally. I gotta do it at all costs. I'm willing to throw out this entire ruse and of living sucks. in the Dharma Yeah, nation. it's lame. It's not great. It's not one of the better things in in the no. in season five, I think. But so Radzinski checks in yeah. to see if a plane landed, mm-hmm. and surprise, surprise, it did not. It did not, which is w- wild, but hey, guess what? This island's done wackier things. All he has on the radars is a submarine coming in mm-hmm. soon. Exactly. And so Jin's kind of like, well, damn. But then beep, beep, beep. Oh, geez, look at this. We got a hostel over in over inside the perimeter. Sector 14 or something. And, J- and Jin just is like, once again, off to the races. Goes goes out to try to find whatever it is, and who, who could it be? Saeed. It's Saeed, and Saeed is initially so happy to see Jin. Yeah, and he's just like, "Oh, how'd you get here? I can't believe it." But then along comes Radzinski, and Jin's all Jin, business. He has to put a gun to Saeed's head mm-hmm. and threaten Saeed, mm-hmm. and it's like you're being a shitty friend right now, Jin. It's not a good friend move. No. Uh, if so th- my friend did that to me, mm-hmm. I would want an apology pretty quickly. Yeah, honestly. If you've ever done that to a friend, you should really reconsider what you think friendship is. Totally. It's not... Don't put guns to their head and threaten. No. I mean, no matter the circumstances. Never, ever do that. To a friend. To a friend. To a friend. To an enemy, yes. To an enemy, do it all the time. All the time. (laughs) They're the worst. Uh, So... Sawyer comes up with the plan. Uh And, of course, we know this plan. The plan is to uh, integrate them... As luck would have it, a sub is arriving today, and uh, a sub is arriving today, and Sawyer decides to go home, get a change of clothes for the lads, go back and say, all right, here's your suits, we're going to mess with the manifest a bit, and listen, you're new recruits in the Dharma Initiative, so just, you know, follow my lead, Uh, I've got it all worked out, don't worry about it, it might be a little touch and go, but just, you know, it's fine. And they're like, all right. Mm-hmm. They're like, fine. All right. Let's get in your van, Let's get Sawyer. In your van. Family man. Family man Sawyer gets the family in the van, and they all go on a drive, and uh, they're kind of like, they're all kind of like still reeling from the news that they're back in 1977, uh-huh. as one would be. And they're just kind of like, like Hurley asked the classic question of like, you know, the Dharma Initiative dies, right? Are you, aren't you going to help them? And Sawyer's response is, well, listen, Faraday has some interesting ideas about uh, what we can and can't do in the past. And Hurley's like, Faraday's here? Oh, boy, my favorite. My guy. And guess, and Sawyer just says a myster- mysterious, not, not anymore, anymore, he's not. Which it makes it seem like he died, but he didn't. It's fine. He just left he's or something? Fine. He just left. Yeah. Um, so they arrive, and they're like, all right, just go into the recruitment station with all these other guys. And uh, will you know li- when they call your name, go to them. And Jack gets his name called, and goes to get recruited by none other than Pierre Chang, the who doctor who the is Miles's dad. The doctor who's Miles's dad, who's in all the orientation videos, and he says like, "Oh, it's all it's all a mess. There's someone had a baby last night. We're all all our stuff's out of order." Anyways, here's your clothes. Nice to meet you. Well, listen, uh, you're gonna be a workman, so you're gonna be a janitor for the whole time. And listen, and here you go, and thank you. Meanwhile. Kate is standing around. Her name hasn't been called. And a greasy little guy comes up. What's the guy's name again? Paul or something? Phil. Phil. Phil the greasy man comes up. 
Uh, you would recognize Phil if you've ever seen Mulholland Drive. He gives that one monologue in the diner and then gets jumped by the monster in the alley. I gotta watch that movie. Uh, it's a good movie. That monologue is actually very good. That's cool. Good but, for Phil. Uh, but uh, here he's just a creep. Uh-huh. And while he's being a creep, he's like, "Well, we don't have you on the manifest, or the or your file. Uh, so, hmm. what did you say your name was again?" And in comes the heroine. Juliet. Juliet, the heroine. Juliet. Charlie heroine. loves her. Uh, Charlie's favorite character, Juliet. The heroine. Um, actually, there's a scene we forgot to mention about this. Ooh. Can you believe it? Can I you don't b- remember it. Uh, the scene is uh, Juliet goes to steal the manifest from a sleeping Amy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amy who had given the birth. Baby lady. Baby lady has a baby and is sleeping off the baby. Yeah, as one does. And Juliet alters the manifest. Juliet gr- com- comes up to grab the manifest, but Amy wakes up. And Juliet's like, oh, hi. Sorry, I didn't mean to wake you. I was just uh, going to go uh, sort this manifest out. You shouldn't be working today. Take the day off. How's your little baby? Oh, your baby's so cute. <laughs> oh, your little baby's so so cute. Uh, I also want to mention that I appreciated the glasses fashion you were pulling off there. Oh, yeah. I was doing a little gag. You were doing a little visual I thought gag. Bean was going to laugh on the uh, microphone, I, but you held it together I, pretty well. You know what? I'm a professional. That was really professional work and professional behavior, and I give you my badge of professionalism. I'm a one. It is a can of Chef Boyardee. Oh, that's the most professional meal that there is. Yes, it is. That meal is only eaten by the most professional of professionals. Chefs with the big funny hat. Chefs with the big funny hat. Cookie Monster eats Chef Boyardee. It's the only non-cookie food he eats. Well, I mean... Other people who eat Chef Boyardee? Yes. Um, The bee from Honey Nut Cheerios? That seems like brand betrayal to me. Yeah, you well, the Chef Boyardee is just that good. (laughs) Um, Mr. Noodle? Mr. Noodle? Chef Boyardee? Remind me what Mr. Noodle looks like. Um, he's the guy who made Mr. Noodles. Right, of course. Um, and also Sully from Monsters Inc. Ah, uh, my favorite man. Yeah, Mike Wazowski won't eat that shit. <laughs> no, though. Mike Wazowski is not professional enough. Fresh cooked ravioli only. Oh my god! Well, that guy needs to get his head head out of his ass and start learning. Seriously, that guy needs to get ahead and get an ass, <laughs> so that he can shove his head up there. Totally. Ah, man. Well, he'll get there. And you know what? So, too, will Juliet, who picks up the baby. And guess guess what? He says, hey, have you guys decided on a baby name yet? And Amy says, yeah, we're going to name the baby. We're going to name the baby Ethan. Ethan. Believe it. Time travel's wacky. This is a wacky time travel episode. And Juliet holds a murderer in her arm. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. I doubt that. Well, maybe they will explore this, but it's interesting because all the Dharma people die. Yes. But I guess probably maybe all the children are just like taken or something. I would. The, consi- the others do have a thing about taking children. Yeah. I feel like they, they like probably would children. take the children. All right. That makes sense. That would make sense to me. They're not killing Ethan. I'm pretty sure they don't ever explore what. But how Horace how e- and Amy are dead. They're dead. They're dead as a doorknob. Kill them, grind them up, put them in some. Discount ravioli. That's that's honestly a good way to respect the dead. Totally, <laughs> <laughs> a great way to respect the dead is to is to eat their ashes among ravioli. Mm-hmm. So, Juliet brings the manifest to Kate to save her from Phil and says, "Hey, no, actually, here's the new manifest. Uh, you're Kate Austin, right?" And Juliet's just like, "Well, our Kate's just like, well, I guess we gotta all right, all right. Save thanks for saving my ass, buddy." And it's all good. 
except for Saeed is there too. Saeed is here. Oh yeah, Saeed is there, and they got Saeed. Mm-hmm. Well, they... Sawyer goes down to the Saeed situation. Yes, Saeed is locked in a closet mm-hmm. with Wazinski mm-hmm. or Radzinski. Yes, and Jin. Here's here's something I really like. Here's something I want to point out that I really like. Sawyer has just brought everybody to the to the recruitment town. Uh huh. Jin radios in and says like, "Hey, uh, we've got a you know code situation over at the flame and uh, looking for Lafleur and need you to get over here and it's a hostile and uh, and like so we see Jin radioing in. We see like Radzinski like at like just behind him. Uh huh. And he's like, "Well, we got a we got a thing." And then Jin takes three steps forward slightly outside the room and then goes. It's Saeed Sawyer. It's Saeed. Can you believe it? And it's, it's like, yeah, great stealth, dude. It's not very stealthy at all. It's not very stealthy. If at I all. were Rudzinski, I would have heard that. I would have heard that and then been real suspicious. Yeah. Uh, but instead, Rudzinski doesn't hear that. Sawyer comes down, and they they and Rudzinski, being a jerk, wants to shoot Saeed because he thinks Saeed's a hostile, which is what the Dharma Initiative calls the others. Boy, there's a lot of wacky threads in this whole show, isn't there? It's a it's lot to crazy. keep track of. It's there's a wacky so much show. going on. Oh. It's such a good show. It's that's how you know it's a good show. The it's m- so good. It's I don't know how they fit so much story into one little show. One little show full of so many threads that I love to think about all the time. 121 episodes, 121 hours of fun for me. Fun for me and fun for you. It's Ravioli a- has never gotten better than this. No, it can't and it shan't. Beefaroni, what do you think of that? I don't really fuck with it. All right. I don't really fuck with it. With beefaroni. That's my stance on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't really <laughs> fuck with beefaroni. <laughs> uh, I'm not. You know, where's the lie? Yeah. Show me the lie. Did you ever fuck with it? No, never no. in my life. I don't think I've ever really fucked with Chef Boyardee in yeah. general. That's you a don't line like of, the chef, eh? That's a line of products. You and Mike Wazowski. Me and Mike Wazowski honestly don't have a head and don't have an ass. Yeah. And we need to do something about that. Totally. Yeah. Maybe it's the lack of chef going on. I think it's the lack of big chef hat funny. In I don't life. know if I got my head from Chef Boyardee, but I definitely <laughs> got my ass from them. Uh, that's where that's where they <laughs> come from. Yeah, that's where the asses are made but in the Chef Boyardee factory. Because that man, you know what he hides under his giant white puffy hat? What does he hide? Asses. Yeah, it does kind of look like like the outline of it. You can tell it's many an ass. There's hundreds of asses. Many under a that. hidden ass, just begging to escape from this wretched exactly. prison of a hat. Yeah, so it's good. It's good stuff. I mean, you see, it, you see other chefs wear something similar, and they've got a few asses in there. A couple. Chef Boyardee, he is a monster. Chef Boyardee. Chef Boyardee. <laughs> yeah. Chef Boyardee. Artie. The chef who is a boy. Already the chef who is a boy. So it's settled. Asses from Chef Boyardee. On to the chef. Honestly, <laughs> I'm glad we settled that. Yeah. I'm glad we can finally put that to bed. As are you settled. viewers at home. Uh, so the day has... G- okay, wait. Before it all wraps up, we haven't gone to Sawyer interrogating quite oh, yeah. Saeed. Sawyer shows up and he's like, listen, we got to interrogate him. And he gives him the like, listen... Uh, my name's Lafleur, and you gotta identify yourself as a hostile. And Sawyer, sorry, Saeed, goes along with it like a champ. Yeah. 
It's a good scene of Sawyer just running things. It's a great episode of Sawyer just running it's things. It's cool. Honestly. Sawyer is the boss, and I like it. Sawyer is the boss. Sawyer He's figures a good out the boss. plan. He's a really good boss. I would work for that man. He figures out a plan, and they eventually decide to bring Saeed into the barracks. Uh-huh. And they got a little jail. They go. They send him into jail. They send him into the famous jail that we all know and love. And the night ends, and the picture that Sun and Christian and Frank find is taken. Yeah. And everybody's like, all right, have fun. Go go to your stations. You know, I know it's a lot, but listen, have, we're, 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 it's safe. We promise. Have fun here at the good old Dharma Initiative, and it's good to be here. Uh, and so th- the night falls, uh-huh. a- and Jack goes to visit Sawyer. Finds Juliet there. Thinks he's in the wrong house, but no, no, no. no they live together. They They're live together, lovers. Maybe. And here we have maybe my favorite scene in the episode, potentially, uh, which is Jack kind of grilling Sawyer. And He's j- like, what are you doing? You're reading a book, you're you reading, idiot. You're you got to do things. We got to, we got, what's the plan? What's the plan here? And Sawyer's just kind of like, listen, you guys fell out of the sky, out of nowhere, fuck all our shit up, and listen, I saved your asses. I got you guys into here, and you know why I read a book? Because I think, not like you, Jack. Jack, you reacted. You reacted, and as I remember, a lot of people died. So guess what? I'm going to think, because that's how I saved you today, and it's how I'm going to save Saeed tomorrow. Hey, I got us off the island, though. <laughs> and so and so, you're immediately is like, well, you're back, dummy. Right back where you started. You're right back idiot. where you started in 30 years ago. So I'm going to think, get out of my house, you asshole. Yeah, exactly. And it's a good, and uh, there's a very nice moment of like, all you got to do, Jack, just go home and sleep. Ain't that a relief, Jack? And Jack is just like, Jack earnestly turns around and is like, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's not bad. It's not bad. And it's a nice like, oh, the dynamic is completely different here. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Jack is just a dude. Sawyer's in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, cool. and everybody's kind of just trying to like keep up this weird front where like you, in the episode of Lafleur, you see like how that how that front gets built or has been built, uh-huh. and then you see like a wrench get thrown into it, and so you're kind of trying to manage everything. Uh-huh. And then the rest of the season is that front falling apart slowly. Totally, yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. And I I I got some problems with season five, but that's fun. It's cool. That's some fun shit. This episode has been fun. This episode is a fun one, I think. What I've, else happens? Is there just one more thing like really noteworthy that there happens? There is. Uh, let me just confirm. There's a couple like. Kate stares at Sawyer from across the room and yeah. they exchange a hand wave. Yeah, that does happen. And I think the only real major other thing that happens is the final scene, yeah. which is a young Ben Linus giving Saeed a sandwich. And then Saeed has this look in his face. Yeah, like, ooh, time to kill. <laughs> and he's going to murder a little boy. And I can't wait to see how that goes. Oh, wait, we already did. We already did. He shoots Ben like twice or something? He shoots Ben a couple times, but then Ben survives because they take Ben to Richard. And then Richard says, hey. Uh, God will heal you. God will heal you. But if, he, but if I do this, he's one of us forever. And they're just like, all right. Whatever. Well, this is better than letting him die, I guess. And it's cool. And it's what a what a show. That was a good episode. I've been thinking a lot uh-huh. about the last half of this show. Uh-huh. And I've been thinking in particular about season five versus season six. Uh-huh. Because season six is so abysmal to watch. It's garbage. It's just garbage. And I'm just like wondering what I, w- I was thinking, and I think I figured it out, what went away from season five to season six. And I think it's the characters reacting to things appropriately. Yeah. Throughout this episode, there's a real sense that the three new characters to going back in time are like stunned and flabbergasted. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. They They don't just accept it. They cannot believe it. 
Yeah. Hurley's constantly questioning it. Uh, Kate, I think at one point is like, Jack, did you know this was going to happen? Did you know we were going to go back in time? Yeah. Similarly, the gang is incredulous that they're in the Dharma Initiative for three years. Uh-huh. They're just like, and they're asking the right questions too. Of yeah. like, what about when they die? What yeah. about like they're using the information that they have sort of intelligently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And but there's also the guys of like, well, we don't want to blow anyone's cover, so uh-huh. we have to kind of like there's lit- like my favorite, maybe my favorite moment is when Jack comes in and Sawyer's so just like, what can I do for you? And Jack just says, I don't even know where to start. And it's like, yeah. That's how you would feel if you went back in time and yeah. saw your friends who you thought were dead. Totally. Yeah. And they were living among the Dharma Initiative. Yeah, amongst these people that you thought were dead. Yeah, that would that would have an impact. Whereas, of course, in season six, uh, primary, secondary antagonist Widmore shows up and everybody's just like, well, it's fine. It's Whitmore. The smoke monster has been found out and his ruse is up. It's not really a big deal. No. Just, just got to roll with the yeah, punches. Yeah, exactly. But here there's a sense of, like, I don't know, not urgency, but just, like, even, like, the bare-ass minimum of the characters being the characters and reacting appropriately. Totally. You can watch, yeah. pulls so much weight. Because these characters are so, like, good and enjoyable to see. Yeah. Because with, it's like they react to twists the same way that the viewer does, essentially. Exactly. Where you're like, what? What That's what's going on? Exactly. Whereas in the sixth season, yeah, it's like a twist happens and everyone's like, well, that just happened. Yeah. Uh, like, like Saeed, everything is normal, though. Like, like Saeed comes back from the dead and everybody's just like, I guess Saeed's back from the dead now. Totally. Yeah. That's ex- Saeed's a zombie and they're just like, look at him. He's a zombie. Yeah. And they're just like. And no one's like, how the fuck is this going yeah, on? Exactly. Nobody is losing their their marbles over this as they maybe should. Yeah. And that's, and it's so like. Ab- uh, anyways, I've said my piece. We are, we are all in agreement. We all everybody agrees with what I have to say. Uh-huh. Is that all of us? All of us do. All of us do the agree. The studio audience here. Honestly, the studio audience hopefully agrees with me. So, all right, I've got some questions for you. Uh huh. I've got some questions and some answers. trivia, courtesy of Lostpedia. Lostpedia. That's exactly right. And unfortunately, I've gone ahead and fucked up and clicked an image, and now I'm stuck on Sportsnet.ca. Did you know that John Gibbons scolds Kevin Pillar in latest Dismal Blue Jays loss? Kevin Pillar. Kevin Pillar. Oh, I, I didn't him. know that, but honestly, a lot of people have been scolding John Gibbons, so let's get him out of there. Let's get him. Is, the ain't that right, Blue Jays fans? Fuck yeah. Yeah, you're freaking right, problem. buddy. Well, I got to do another Google search because my phone has decided to die. Uh, but hey, listen. We've had fun here on this episode, right? This has been a really good episode. It's season five ain't all that bad. Season five ain't all that bad. As far as as far as late loss goes, it's definitely late loss. Let me tell you that. I'll tell you that much for free. For I'll free, I'll tell you that much for free. I won't tell you that for any 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 cost. Not a penny. Not a nickel. Certainly not a dime. <laughs> certainly not a quarter. No, not a. Get, get your get your loonies and toonies out of here. A Canadian loon. Um, maybe I'll take this instance just to do our spiel on random.org because we're going to use it. We in are going to be, we are going to be using random.org and shortly. And they sponsor the show. They love um, us. And they're we love a them. random number generator. Absolutely free. Just random.org. None a of dot organization. So you know what? All the money generated from the number generator goes right to charity. And what it is, is it does generate money constantly. Yeah. Cause that's what it is. They're a money creator. They love to create money. And honestly, I can't blame him because money is so cool, and I love money. Money is my thing. I love money so much that I'm going to charge you for if you ask me a question. Okay. <laughs> cost, first, it costs you a penny. Then it costs you a nickel. Oh, you're doubling it by five, multiplying by five every time. Well, no, then because the next one's going to cost ten, you see. 
a dime. The small one. The blue nose. Okay. Then it's going to be the old... Oh, I see mm-hmm. what's going yes. on here. One of coin. Okay. Uh. One of coin equals two of bill. Oh, boy. Yeah. Got them. Gollum. Here they are. So what we've got is four questions for you. Okay. There's only four see. questions about this episode. That's the only questions this episode raises. Uh-huh. So my first for you is, where did Faraday go? I No idea. No he idea. went to the future or some shit? Uh, the answer is, of course, he left for the Dharma headquarters at Ann Arbor, continuing his research on time there. I didn't know the... Okay. No, yeah. I don't Ann think, Arbor. I don't think so we've learned where that. Where is that? Michigan? Michigan, yes. Cool. Uh, so what is the journey Sun has ahead of her to reunite with the Oceanic Six? Jesus Christ. I, I don't, don't know. Remember, I don't remember that getting asked, first of all. That is so weird. No, I have no idea. Okay, because buckle up, because it's a ride. Christian is going to advise Sun to follow the Risen Lock in order to reunite with them. Of course, the Risen Lock is actually the man in black himself, and his real objective is to get Jacob murdered. This is weird. Yeah. Okay, let's... Ki- <laughs> that what? That, that didn't answer that question. Bad. That's not... What? That's not the journey. No. No, it isn't. No. Yeah, well. well, all right. So... Uh, okay. So why was the numbers broadcast heard on the Ajira flight? Uh, we didn't really mention this, but when the Ajira flight was crashing, you could hear the like the numbers being broadcast. I didn't on know it. it was, but I guess because they were broadcasting uh, and the radio <laughs> picked it up. <laughs> that is the answer I would think too. But according to Lostpedia, the broadcast was likely received through time due to the time dilation. You Fuck know. that. Yeah, sure. That's not a thing. You can't receive a broadcast through time. And finally. Why was the monster heard near the barracks? Um, Because he was there? Yes, because he was there. He was going there. So here's what I like. Here's what I like about this. Here's what I like about this set of questions. The bottom two, which is why were the numbers broadcast on the Ajira flight, uh-huh. and why was the monster heard near the barracks, are under their own category. The category is self-implied. Jesus Christ. Self-implied. Let me let me hit you with the with this paragraph that's at the top of this Wikipedia article, Lostpedia Questions and Answers. Self-implied denotes that the episode that raised a question itself already implied the answer, though fans may have missed it and continue to ask about it. Fuck that numbers one. Num- that is so bullshit. Oh, you didn't figure you out the that the time it's, dilation. It's obviously time dilation. That is so dumb. You get that one taken down. Honestly, JJ this is a disgrace. JJ? You made a perfect product. This is what Saved y- from season six. Season six is garbage. I'll tell you, it's JJ, but get rid of this. Lostpedia, question number three on season five, episode nine. <laughs> it truly besmirches the, gra- the, the spotless reputation of this show. <laughs> 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 uh, speaking of the show, you want to watch some more of it? Yeah, let's watch a new one. I'd love I'm to watch get, another one. Uh, I'm on random.org. Oh, here. my favorite website to Did be on. Oh, I do 1 to 60 now? Yes, indeed. This is the new era, the one new to batch. 60. Mm-hmm. I got 57. Holy shit. Yikes. Speaking of season six being bad, uh, 57, eh? Yeah. The Last Recruit is the episode. It's season six, episode 13. And there's, once again, no focus on no this episode. No focus. Well, it's going to be bad. It's going to be like this much. episode, but way worse. <laughs> so I can't wait. I neither can wait. I am excited. And boy, howdy. What are we going to do about this show called Lost? I guess watch more of it, huh? Yeah, let's watch it again let's, next week. We should watch it again next week, I think. So, that's been the show. Time for the old wrap-up. Uh, I've been Bean. You can follow me on Twitter.com at Barrier Trio. 
And I'm James. Just go to James Brown not Space. It's all the information you'll need. That's true. That's true. You can find all about him. He's also got another podcast going called Lovable Favorite. Lovable Favorite. That's Favorites. in its second season. A delightful watch and read also. You can watch it and read it. Some people you call can only <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're creative, you can watch it and read it. Some people. This is not Bop It. <laughs> Hear it. Watch it. Read it. Smell Ow! it. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Uh, I miss Bop It. No, Eat I, it. No, I don't. It would stress me out all the time. Yeah, it was cool for two minutes, and then it sucked. Bop It is a stressful experience, and I don't recommend it. Yeah. Uh, like the wall ball. Of vivid memory. Vivid memory of... Sorry for interrupting you, but vivid memory of Bop It when you lose. The voice goes, hey, you win. Not. Oh, my God. It sucks. That's rude. It's so rude. And Bad mean. joke. Bad joke. <sighs> so, what else? We are on the noisepace.xyz network, which is hosted by my friend Matt, who just lets all his friends do podcasts on there for free, which is nice of him. It's Many other cool. good shows on there. Uh, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, My Pod Cabbages, Sex in the City podcast that's called City Girls Make Do, and Giants Confirmed that They Might Be Giants podcast. There's others, too, and there's a lot of them, and it's never been a better time to be on noisepace.xyz. Noisepace.xyz. Go there and listen to all of them, because they're all good. And that, I think, is all the wrap-up that we have to do. Leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you hear, because I'm told that's a good thing to do. You can also follow the show on Twitter. Twitter.com. Uh, do do, no, you know. It's just at Island Shuffle. Yeah. And then Facebook.com slash The Island Shuffle. And that's all we got to say about the damn-ass show, huh? So uh, what do you say? We go and say goodbye with the favorite thing that we like to say, which is... Yeah!